0: This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast, you and your co-host call each other wives, and so give me more information about that because I know a lot of people are always like, "Are they gay?"
1: Leaving my child's father and finding Erica was the way that I won. You know, me and Erica's ability to create together like makes me horny. Like, I feel that spiritually. you know what I mean? Spiritually. I do.
0: Hey sugar! you're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I'm your host for today, and we have an amazing episode for you. But before we get into that, we are going to read some of these reviews. This one says, Callie Skits. Um, And it's from August. So it's recent. But say, hey, friend, I've been listening to your podcast since you dropped the first episode. I've watched and listened to you on other episodes. I found other people in the industry based off being on your podcast. I appreciate a space where it tells us how to communicate when we don't necessarily feel sexually satisfied or when we want to try new things. Babe. Be. This communicating this communicating in a way that builds him up has been a game changer. Thanks for putting me on to others in the podcast space. I have new friends to listen to. You are absolutely welcome. Oh my gosh. I got somebody else for you to meet though today, girl, because we got a guest from an amazing podcast. Good Miles, Bad Choices. We have one of two, Miss Mila here. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm so excited. It feels, do you feel different when y'all show up to like... Every- episodes by yourself or do y'all even do it often i rarely do it it does
1: feel really strange <laughs> I,
0: it's so crazy because um even with cocktails we pull them apart and do one of the, i love pulling the people apart because y'all we go to y'all for different things That's you know true. who you guys are all together is one and you know different energy so i'm super excited to have you thank you for coming um, thank you for leaving this review, miss ma'am. Um, you guys, please don't forget that it takes a second to just rate and review the podcast. These shows are, I know this thing be sticking. on. Um, these shows are absolutely free to you all. Um, but it is not free to the podcasters. So, um, just leaving a review, telling somebody sharing like, Hey, this was an amazing episode. Check this out. It goes much farther than you think. So, um, thank you guys so much for doing that. Um, all right, before we can we're gonna go through my show today. Okay. Yeah, You've yeah. been here before. You guys came out with a book. Um, we're gonna get into it in a second. But Mila is one half of the Good Mom's Bad Choices podcast. She is an author, she is a retreat leader, she is a studio owner, she is a mother, she is a bad bitch. Hey. She is <laughs> she is everything. So I'm just really excited to have you here and it's just nostalgic. It's, it's a full circle moment. So, um, on our show, we do the adult tip of the day to start. It is like a little five minute, put something in your pocket for adulting to make it a little easier. Whether that's like a my therapist says or like get you a house cleaner. It's just like one little tip that can make adulting a little bit easier because one day you look up and you like, wait, I'm the grown up in the room.
1: Like, like if someone passed out, y'all would look at me to do something every day. I think. I'm the grown up in the room. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, most of the time you go on podcasts and they like warn you when they're going to ask you like for particular advice. <laughs> oh,
0: no, I'm going to get so, it you to you. Oh, you have it. Okay, I, got I, you. Like, I got you. I got you. I just it was like, <laughs> like, let me take her off.
1: You're my roadie today. Yeah. Like, I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: What's it called? You're my ride along. I'm here for it. For the episode. You seem like a, like a rider dad. I am. I'm
1: like, I'm <laughs> We're going away, we're going to Alabama, all right, whatever. See, there
0: you go. See, just buckle up, we're going to go. <laughs> okay. All right, so um, the adult tip of the day is somatic movement to relieve tension. Mm. Um, and I thought this was a great adult tip of the day because you, ever since I have known you, you've always been swaying your hips, moving around, always riding to the beat of life. Like, literally, <laughs> if you guys see Mila anywhere, she is dancing. Like, think belly dancer meets... <laughs> but throw that ass, like (laughs) belly dancer, but throw that ass. Um, and there's like a real term for that. And it's like somatic movement. Um, and I'm going to drop a clip below of Mila moving for y'all. Um, but it's really central when you do it. And I, I told you, I was like, you need to teach a class. Like, this is so cute. Um, but just from like, just researching how to, um, not let our bodies get old as shit and yeah. stiff. <laughs> um, I had came across like um, fascia release. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but like yeah. fascia release and tension release. And so basically, um, you know, we get a lot of energy stuck in certain parts of our bodies. And so like our throat and like our root chakra, like where like your genitals and things like that are, is where we have a lot of stored tension. And so just moving around, just shaking your body and things like that, it does more than you think and you
1: I don't even think we realize it until we do it. Um I mean I think we we're living in a world the western world is very based on like our medicine our healing is mostly Based in the physical And um, the truth is Like our energetic body Rules our physical body And so There's a lot of trauma There's blocks Energetic blocks That a lot of us have That we don't even Recognize Because subconsciously Things happen You are born into a world Where you have You're born into trauma A lot of times You come right out Of a tiny asshole You come right out Of a tiny (laughs) asshole Um, You're inheriting trauma From you know Generations behind you A lot of little boys Are getting circumcised As soon as they come Out of the womb And this is You know People don't recognize it trauma, but this, a lot of trauma is stored in our bodies and it's like from small things to big things. Like I'm in tantra school right now. So, um, you know, I've always been a dancer. I like to dance. Yeah. I like to move my body, but I'm now learning more of the, the science behind the release. And so, yeah, moving your hips. Like there's, there's a lot of energy stored in your sex chakra. Yeah. Sometimes it's trauma. Sometimes it's things we're not even aware of. And so moving it releases those blocks and it's like, there are, it's medicine for your body. It's Absolutely. not just, like you know going to the doctor and getting a prescription but it's basic shit like moving your hips and that's stuff that we skip yeah and, and we
0: we skip it it's like literally available at your fingertips it's actual medicine but it takes like five minutes and we don't do it and I'm not saying I'm any better I, I don't do it that's why I love whenever I see you because it reminds me to move it yeah. does um, there's also like even if it doesn't strike your interest to move just to relieve stress or whatever you're like okay I hear you it also works on your coochie y'all so like hip and yoni, you know, sometimes you got to get throw a little sex in there. They like, okay, now hold on. Now I'm listening. And I'm, that's okay. Whatever it is that convicts you to try something different that's better for you. Um, hip and yoni activation movements also help with, um, a lot of women, you know, like the pussy needs to be warmed up first. And like, yeah, the 18 to 40 minutes thing is real, but there are other things you can do to help speed that up. Um, and hip and yoni activation movements, it's a, It's like a four part class thing on our Patreon and it talks about like just different movements to get the blood Mm -hmm. like circulating in that area. Um, and I've seen you do some of those things just like at the retreats and stuff like that. So, um, that's the dope tip of the day. Move around. And if you're embarrassed about how you look, this is not just a woman's thing. It's from, it's for everybody. Just do it when no one else is around. Turn on some music and dance that shit out. Like, yeah. for real, for real.
1: I mean, I think, yeah, especially like black men or men in general have like, I get weird about moving their hips. They're supposed to be like <laughs> masculine all the time and shit, but it's like you storing some energy in that groin too, nigga. You need to move it out and it's necessary. I, I'm in school with a guy. <laughs> shout out to Mike. And he's, and we do, we have to practice pelvic movements. Mm-hmm. And he said his granny walked in on him <laughs> doing some hip thrusts and he was, she was like, what the hell are you doing, Mike? <laughs> And he was like, damn, granny, I'm just trying to (laughs) (laughs) some tension. But yeah, it's like, it's so much stigma around it, especially for men, but it's necessary and it's healthy and it's a mood enhancer. And like, you know, it kind of helps you turn on yourself on. Like you don't even have to necessarily need a partner. It could be nice for a partner, but it's also nice for like mirror work too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So
0: y'all know arousal is nothing more than blood flow like move into certain areas. So things that help get your blood moving, sometimes that's intellectual. Sometimes it's just the movement in your body. But even to your point about the men, I don't know if you've seen that John Travolta clip and he's like thrusting in his aerobics clothes. It's like, it it was used for like a meme or something, but it was so crazy because it's like, that's the stuff that men be like, oh, that's gay. Everything's gay. Everything's gay. But outside of that, I'm like, what are you talking about? Because if you look at like Caribbean men- Right, exactly. What? The Winding. insides of us are curved. So if y'all learn to wind them hips while you digging and I, sh- you know what? But like, if y'all want to listen, you want to listen. I'm, we're just trying <laughs> to give you the codes here. Okay. Um, so that's our job tip for today. We just help somebody. Adult. A little bit better in five minutes. That's, that's what we're doing. Easy peasy. It's October, so seeing something scary isn't surprising unless it's in the bedroom. Indulgeray Condoms wants to encourage you to think like a queen and be prepared with your own protection. There is nothing scarier than not being prepared and losing the mood. Sometimes a partner can forget to grab what's needed. But Indulgeray offers a variety of quality, multi-sized condoms in one pack and in adorable packaging to encourage you to be the queen that you are and be in control of your own safety. Check out this woman-owned condom brand below by clicking the link or check them out at www.indulgere.co This brand supports safety across the board. So if you have an event that they should be at, be sure to email them and invite them to your event. You can reach them at queens at All right, now back to the show. All right, so our next stop on our ride-along today is we stopping at Twitter Talk. So Twitter Talk is um just a segment that we do where we pay homage to Black Twitter because almost everything has involved Black Twitter. Even if it was lame, it got turned up. If there was even something serious, jokes came from it. All the controversial stuff, but also like cool facts or whatever. So we just call it um Twitter Talk. Today's Twitter Talk is about um unconventional relationships mm-hmm. and just... The thought of a lot of people think that like, oh, you're in an unconventional relationship and they're only pointing towards like non-monogamy. They think that, oh, you're not monogamous, so you're unconventional or you're really a wild child. But we don't realize how many of us are actually in unconventional relationships because conventional is more so what has always been done. And I think that... um, it's something that makes people defensive and uncomfortable, but I think truth is, is that it's a great thing that we are unconventional because we are co-parenting. We are leaving relationships that aren't the healthiest. We are creating our own rules and boundaries and things like that. Um, And you came to mind with this one. So each episode, of course, we just want to curate it around the person because you're a star today.
1: You're here. Oh, well, you yeah. know, well, you start
0: every day, but <laughs> you start my show today. Um and so I think of, of course, you and your love, Orlando, and how you guys are, um you guys are monogamous, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys, of course, very unconventional. And um I just wanted to see if we could name some examples to give people an idea to understand that, damn, maybe I am unconventional and you don't even know it. Like you're trying to resist it, but it's like, bro, you are unconventional because you are talking to your kids about sex. You are talking about, you know... Stuff like that. Your gentle parenting. Hell, gentle parenting make you unconventional as fuck.
1: Right. Because <laughs> We all both know it wasn't so gentle growing up. It was not. It was not getting hit with
0: anything that's there. Um, so yes, yeah, so co-parenting is an example of, um, a non-conventional relationship, uh, because technically we're, we're raised on two parents' households. So if you have a blended family or anything, that's a form of unconventional. Um, do you have one?
1: I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> I do have a blended family. Um, I think you're like, like to your point. Yeah. Everything is unconventional, especially like a lot of us haven't had healthy examples of relationships. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully if you haven't had that, like you're trying to do it differently. And so, I mean, I grew up in a household with both of my parents, but I'm creating a household (laughs) where my daughter is, you know, not biologically my boyfriend's daughter, but like it's his kid too, because um, we live together, we're a family and a lot of the responsibility is shared responsibility and he takes that role pretty seriously. So um, that's hot. It is hot. You know, at first, at first it made me uncomfortable because I was like, relax.
0: This is my kid. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think there's like a stigma behind like, you can't just come in and make these statements like that. My daughter. Um, just cause there's fear around like, are you going to stick around? Because these are big commitments, especially when you're involving a child. But, um, no, it's been great. Like it's been, you know, it's, it's not always smooth because there's an adjustment period. My kid has known him since she was like five. She's almost nine. So. So I mean they're definitely familiar with each other and they're definitely um <laughs> Oh <Eric> is here.
0: <laughs> she came who came to support. It.
1: <laughs> um It's are we pausing or should we keep going? No, keep going. Oh, um If y'all it, watching on YouTube, this is a real show made by real people. Make sure y'all check the link below. I know, you know what? And it's like it's like raining here. This is feeling very fireside vibe. chat. It's First very Mila said that this was like an Oprah show. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm on Oprah. <laughs> I'm like, is this my Oprah exclusive? Remember when Corinne Steffen said <laughs> that Oprah exclusive? Shut up. She did, <laughs> she did that on Oprah. She did. I have our book in there. It's alright, we talk okay. about it afterwards. All right. Um, but yeah, it's unconventional unconventional just in the idea that it is a blended family, and we are I'm learning as I go. It's not some shit I have any fucking rule book to. Neither does he. So, you know, there's there's times where you know the, the kid is gonna be a kid. It's like, you ain't my daddy. <laughs> I'm Probably. like you're, you're so predictable. that we know. But get another line. <laughs> yeah, literally. Get <laughs> Give another original. Exactly. Um,
0: BDSM is another form of like something unconventional um, in your relationship. If you guys do power play exchanges or role play of some sort. Um I do a
1: lot of role play in my relationship.
0: I think make, I think that makes you very unconventional. does it? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was the I don't know. Are y'all doing are y'all role playing in your relationship? Please let us know in the comments because I love that for y'all if y'all are um but you know I just wanted to tap in to let you guys know that most likely your relationship is unconventional if you're trying to do it differently than how you were raised um because the conventional thing doesn't necessarily mean that it was healthy um conventional does not is not synonymous to healthy so um if you have an unconventional relationship embrace it and figure out what your what is unconventional about it um but yeah that's all that's what talk for today all right. So we can get
1: it to you. Oh, okay, oh, God, she, I'm so excited. I'm nervous.
0: Oh. I'm a little nervous too, but I was like, "Damn, is it just because I'm hungry?" Yeah. I well, was like, was why, why are you nervous, bitch? You are so hungry. Okay. So I was like the legitest. I was like, "Oh my, does she make me nervous?" But no, bitch, you're hungry. Um, <laughs> I
1: make you nervous.
0: Well, you know, it's just a lot of bad bitch in front of me. I know. It's,
1: yes. Okay. A lot of ass and titties. It's <laughs> a lot,
0: y'all. She was on here talking about getting new titties early and everybody had to shut her down. Like, please stop talking to us. <laughs> Don't tell my business. <laughs> oh, but, I'm just kidding. She got this whole damn show. So you've come out with a book. Um you're in a and I think that you have an unconventional relationship in multitude of ways because you and and Erica, um if you guys are not familiar, if you're living under a rock, um Mila is one of the hosts of Good Moms Bad Choices. Their links will be below. Um they do have a book, they have a podcast, they have episodes, all that will be below. Um but you and your co-host call each other wives. And so give me more information about that because I know a lot of people are always like are they gay? Like they'll be like you. You know them, right? Like, are they gay? I'm like, no. Are they? Like, I mean, they, they might. <laughs> not are they, to- bitch? Like, what, you what do you friend? mean? Like, are they together? Like, no, they're not together. They, um, they're life
1: partners. But it's you know, here's a chance for us to. Kind of just explain for other people. I realize calling her my wife doesn't really help the rumor, but <laughs> I'm like, can you get my wife some coffee? Um, No, we are wives. We're co-parents. We're partners. We're life partners. I feel like she's, I, I think a lot of times people, um, it, like reserve soulmate for romantic relationships, yeah. but, um. I think they're for platonic relationships too. So she's one of my soulmates and, um, I feel very much that our friendship was divine and like how, this creation that we created, like this book, this podcast, the many businesses that we've created are like so many. manifestations of our love and, um, you know, the divine partnership that we just, you know, we found when we found each other. So when we found each other, we were both like newly single moms We were the only friends who had kids and we were like, what the fuck, what the fuck is this? And, um, we were like our only, each other's only reference point. And so that was kind of our saving grace. And the reason why we started our podcast, because, you know, we were experiencing things that we were feeling, alone. Motherhood can be really lonely and yeah. you feel like you're supposed to know everything. You feel like it's supposed to be perfect. And like, if the relationship doesn't work out, then you feel disappointed. And especially as a black mom, you know, it's like, you don't want to be a single black mom. You and don't want to be a baby mama. You don't want to be a baby mama. And so a lot of women, you know, stay in relationships for far too long, thinking like that's the only way. And that's like, that's the way you win. Um, but honestly, Leaving my child's father and finding Erica was the way that I won, you know. Yeah. And we do, we do like we take our kids on vacation together. Yeah. They're in soccer together, you know. Like uh, it is
0: another unconventional relationship for you,
1: absolutely, yeah. and it's the best. You know, I have a wife and a husband. <laughs> I love that for you. It's the greedy
0: bitch energy for me. Yeah, I'm a greedy Give bitch. All of it. And that's the and honestly, that's the thing. I think that because there is no quote unquote sex involved, people are like, "Well, how was that your wife?" Romantic relationships don't even have to involve sex. There are a number of sexless relationships um, because that's not always guaranteed that you're always going to want to have intercourse with the person that you're
1: with. So, like you said, it's not always romantic. It's you know? not romantic, but it can be intimate. You know, it can be sensual. Absolutely. I mean, we're doing a lot of deep staring into each other's eyes. and. <laughs> long hugs and shit. But it's true. Like, this is one of the friendships that reminded me. I think sometimes when we have long-term friendships, you kind of get so used to them. You're like, whatever, you know, I love you, bitch. You know, like, and you forget to be intimate in ways and you forget to like, look at each other in the eyes and be like, are you okay?
0: And be intentional. And be
1: intentional and cuddle and hug. And like, really, you know, just those, like those little Little parts can make a difference when, you know, like touching is a big, you know, like stress reliever and it's like an intimate act and it's not necessarily sexual. Are you guys both touchy people? No, Erica's not really.
0: <laughs> all right. That's always one. I'm the, I'm the one in the relationship, most relationships where I'm not the touchy one. Really? Because yeah. I feel like you like want to cuddle and shit. No, I think that's because I love dick and sex and Uh-oh. coochie okay. and all the juices that people are like, oh, she's a touchy person. I'm a... I am an intimate person and I am a sexual person, but when it comes to touching, it actually creeps me out. (laughs) And so, um, I've been working on it though, because I realized that, like you said, like being more intentional with my friendships, they need different things. And so I do feel like I'm going through something similar. Um, Especially, like, with the group of people I work with that have become friends and family. You know how intimate I am, period. I really don't have anybody in my life that I can't be close to. Right. It's either it's black and white and it's just work or whatever, or either you're going to become family. Um, But I realized that they needed to be touched. Yeah. Like, they needed to be held. Yeah. Like, they actually needed to cuddle. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. It's like, that ain't even in the... In the contract of friendship, like, why do I have to do that? And I always thought that it was, it was an imaginary boundary mm-hmm. in my head thinking like, oh, we well, you shouldn't touch people like well, that. Well, why?
1: Why do you think that was?
0: There are so many things I'm unlearning from, mm-hmm. um, from my, par- um, from my parents. And they just used to over sexualize everything mm-hmm. when it came to friends, especially because, um, some of my closest friends at that time were guys. And so they were just always like, are you having sex with them? Are you mm-hmm. having sex with them? And then flip it around. I did end up you know, having my first sexual experience with one of those friends, but more so because everybody else was talking about how terrible it was. Right. So I asked him, I was like, well, I don't want my first time to be terrible. Right. I'm already, you know, we already running into kid touch or shit. Like that's already bad enough. Like let's, this I can control. And right. so I, even then I, people didn't understand it then, but I was just like, this was done with love and care, you know? So um I always battled with unlearning certain things and, Like we said, being more free and stuff like that. Um, but what are some ways, do you feel like you were good at relationships before Erica? At like my friendships? Just relationships, period.
1: Um, I, I'm the type of person, I have a lot of long-term friends, mm-hmm. but this relationship definitely I've, I've learned a lot. I think sometimes when you're, like I said, you've been friends with people for so long, you just kind of go into like autopilot, you know? Yeah. So having, um, like a, p- finding a new friend in adulthood and, you know, starting a business together required that we'd be super intentional. And then, you know, it just, it did, it shed light on ways in which I wasn't being intentional with like friends I had been friends with for so long just yeah. because we had been friends for so long. So I, I think I've definitely become a more aware, self-aware human and better friend and better relationship person because of this relationship. Absolutely.
0: I don't think that I am good at relationships and I'm trying to make sure I correct, make sure I say it correctly because I'm not like projecting it on my life. I don't think that in the past I have been very good with relationships. I think that some of that is stemmed from just the lack of boundaries my parents had and some of the unlearning and just being raised around the wrong things. Right. But my friendships, I've learned, have made me better at relationships. And I like that.
1: Like- that's the goal, right? Like, if I'm not, if it's not evolving me, if I'm not unlearning shit to be better, then like, what the fuck is the point?
0: But that's the thing, embracing, and that's what this episode is around, embracing the unconventionalness of your relationships so they can be real and that you can be present and, and use everything is like flickering. It's like sexy and moody. It's know? very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to seduce me? This maybe. <laughs> Did, drink up. Did you finish your drink? Good. Okay. That sounds- <laughs> <Cream>. <laughs> it's just water, y'all. Relax. <laughs> um, but I will say that loving my friends, like you said, in a more intentional way, um, has done something for me. It's made me, it's made me realize, one, I'm harder on myself than anybody else. Mm-hmm. There are ways that I talk to myself or used to talk to myself, and I'd be like, I would never talk to my friend like that. Right. I literally don't think anything different of them. And it's just like, oh, damn, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's why can't I do that to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, And literally using the stuff that I learned just from gentle parenting, having gen, pairing, gentle parenting, gentle um, parenting, using that on your friends and things like that, and even letting it show up in love. I think that one of the reasons that it's been difficult is because when we were raised, a lot of people didn't, a lot of our parents did not encourage their spouse to have relationships with other people. We would see them be with their partner, and then that was it. Or it's like. Oh, you ain't making no new friends or like, especially of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. and things like that. So technically this is all new. The way that I see our generation or us, like the way we are with friendships Mm -hmm. is very beautiful. Like, I think it, it really helps with that possession thing that we have going on and also not centering our romantic relationship at the core of our life. I think that that's I think when we do that, it usually goes left.
1: For sure, not no one person can be the eco center like of your whole life. That's a too much responsibility, and like who can maintain that? It's not maintainable, Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like even I, saw, I saw my parents act fucking nuts growing up. Like my mom was so jealous. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably for good reason, you know. Yeah. Like you know, whatever. But I was just like, I I made it a point. I was like, I'm never gonna be like this bitch. This yeah. is crazy, you know. But like, like literally the. We could go on the drive through and he'd be like, thank you, darling. She's like, who the fuck is that bitch? I'm He's like, darling, that is the bitch from the takeout, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know? So I was like really mindful not to be that way, but I think being so anti being that way, I kind of ignored my own jealousy because a bitch is jealous. And I was like, mm. I'm free. I don't care. I'm like, bitch, you care. So yeah, it is like relearning boundaries and relearning like what's, what's okay. And what's not okay. And then even questioning, like, why do I feel that way? Where did that mm-hmm. stem from? Yeah. Um,
0: so kind of like shifting a little bit with talking about like jealousy and even you, you know, saying that your relationship with your love, um, with your male partner is, is unconventional, but it is monogamous. I would like you to talk to that point about just realizing that, damn, I am free, but also I don't want to share you in that way. But yet yeah, you guys are still mad unconventional. What do you think are the things that contribute to that, that encourage that? So I know like... And just for example, so you know which way, this because that could go like a thousand ways. You being able to experience pet play with him or being able to explore um, the sex work and, and things like that. And even at one point, I don't know if he still has his OnlyFans, but even having that. Like, what are some things that you realize it wasn't, um, it wasn't, this didn't make me jealous. Technically, this wasn't sharing him. You know what I mean? It's more so freedom than jealousy.
1: Um, mm, we've gone through a lot of stages of our relationship Ends and, and okay. like, I met him podcasting and I think within like the first five minutes, like he, sh- he sent us a picture of his dick and I, we, <laughs> we flashed our titties. So it was kind of like, it's began very unconventional. <laughs> um, and like, again, when I met him, he was having only fans. I mm-hmm. think he still has one. I don't really know. But I think when y'all
0: met and he had, he was exploring polyamory too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's been okay. exploring a lot of shit over there. Um, and just- like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a lot, I I had to come to the conclusion that there were things that I did because I was testing myself. I was like talking a lot of shit. I'm like, me and Erica in the beginning of our, our podcast were like, Yeah, we're into open relationships, polyamory. And then I had to be like, <laughs> Bitch. I lied. I lied. <laughs> yeah. But it required that I explored those places yeah. with someone that I loved in order to come to that conclusion. And we have like we were non-monogamous and you know, we were on different coasts and I was having sex with other people and so was he. And then mm-hmm. he was, you know, had relationships with other people, like probably not on the level of our relationship. Relationship, right. but I was fine with it. And I, you know what? I think what it really helped me, it, it helped me develop my inner voice. So I would get off the phone, he'd be like, Oh, I had sex with this person. And like my my visceral reaction was like to you know, that feeling in your gut that like you've been cheated on, or mm-hmm. but I had to really have an internal conversation, like, okay, well, he told you. What are you mad about? And do you wanna does this make you not want to love this person anymore? And do you want them not to be in your life anymore because mm-hmm. of this? And every time the answer was no, No. (laughs) you know? And so it really required that I move through my feelings and then get to the next part, which was like, do I love that? Maybe not. But like, do I understand it? Yeah. Mm. And a part of it is also is like, I'm a free bitch and I also don't want to be told what to do. So if I want to, I want someone who's going to accept those parts of me, I also have to accept it. And also like, be brutally honest. And so I think, you know, playing in that realm was good for me, but also it was a lesson that like, bitch, you are very jealous. Yeah. And, um, as our relationship, you know, kind of developed and evolved, um, and got more serious and there was like more feelings involved. Um, there were things that I was just like, I think men are slow a little bit too. And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. Like, I think like men, like Orlando's a very nice guy, you know, like he's just at his core. He's, ple- he's very pleasant. He's a very pleasant guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if you, not that like you're supposed to go around and treat women terribly. Like I wouldn't want my man to treat any woman no, terribly. Not, like not, if they're yeah. fucking, if they're like whatever, dating, like you're a representation of me. And we so, respect women around respect here. Women around here <laughs> but there's also a level of intimacy that I think I want s- Exclusively for, for me. Yourself. And so there were things that I would like, it would be the dumbest shit. Like he could fuck other people, but then I would hear him on the, like, he would literally call me like, Oh, so-and-so is over. And i would be like, okay. He's like, Oh, I'm about to run her a bath. And I'm like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually it's over. <laughs> like, you know, you're fucking these bitches. That's fine. But like, I don't like that. You know? So, but my whole thing was like, well, what is the difference? What mm. differentiates our relationship from this other relationship? Because you know, you're a kind guy and you're going to do like nice things for women because that's who, you are, but what differentiates me from these other relationships. And yeah. I think that was like the main thing for me is like, I'm a crazy bitch and I want to be number one. After, that. <laughs> After that. I'm special. You know, um, <laughs> there was like a hierarchy, which I also don't really believe in, but there was just like things I, I would, do for sure. You know what it is, but my thing with the hierarchy, and this is what came up for him, for me, it was like, yes, I want you to treat women well. And, um, if, if I really am Polly. And there's a hierarchy then like, What am I asking of you, right? Like, am I asking of you to treat me like put me in a special box? Is it for my ego that I need to be number one or like what, you know what I mean? What is it about like this fake hierarchy that I'm considering? (laughs) Like, no, bitch, I'm different than you. You know, like, is it an ego driven thing? Because if I'm really poly, I'm, I'm totally okay. You think that it doesn't matter technically. Exactly. If I'm really poly, I'm like, I want you to like experience love on the highest level with all, with whoever's in your, you know, your poly circle or whatever the fuck it's called. Your realm. Yeah. Your realm. So I just like, that didn't really make sense to me. You know what I mean? And I, who the fuck am I to tell you, okay, well, I get these privileges and this bitch doesn't. I, 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 so I totally agree
0: and understand where you're coming from. I am a person and hierarchy sounds like an aggressive word. I'm not going to lie to you. It so, does. so let's squash the hierarchy word per se, but I am a main partner poly person. Mm-hmm. And so I've found that I don't want to share everything with all of my partners I have no desire to, like, what, what, like, even Erica is a main partner for you. Um, and then your other partner is also a main partner. You can have a whole nother type of friendship and it could be serious or whatever, but you probably aren't looking to start a whole nother business with another person again, right. have another child with multiple people. I'm not, there are certain things I don't want to spread out amongst other people. My foundational things, the things that we leave as far as like my imprint, in this generation for my child and like my family and businesses and shit like that. I'm not trying to do that with every single partner that I'm with. No, that's
1: that's not my thing either. That's
0: what I'm saying. So when I say main partner, it's like, I want to, if, the, if there was nobody else, you are that person that I'm also totally okay with. But the other people, they do fill in the gaps, like the, the 20% for me. And that doesn't mean that they're not important. It, it usually goes off my capacity, which is if most of my time is with you and I only want to live with one person or. You know what I'm saying? I'm already business doing, busy doing these businesses. I literally don't have time to give the same thing I give to my main partner to the other people. And I'm not looking for that. So I'm, usually I don't have to tell people the rules, quote unquote. I'm more so looking for somebody that is on that same energy. Okay. Like I only want a main partner as well. And then we have other partners that.
1: You know, I mean, I get it. I just think like, realistically, it's hard to manage those expectations. And then that was my other thing is like, what happens when after six months, three months go by inevitably, when you spend time with someone, you generally, the, the, the relationship grows, the love grows, the yeah. understanding grows. It's like, if we've worked together for six months versus six years, we're going to have a different level of like intimacy if we're friends. Yeah. So I just was like, for me, I was like, okay, nigga, you want to have this side piece? <laughs> How far does it go? But what is her expectation? Because I don't think it's fair to that other he- woman that six months from now, you're going to be like, okay, nice doing time with you. Now I'm going to go over <laughs> here. You know, like, it's just like, realistically speaking, I had to put myself in everybody's r- shoes. And like, maybe if I was like, and there was a time, like I was like 20 and I was like, bye. Like I could like share somebody because I didn't want that from them. Yeah. But now in my thirties, like, and if you're fucking with somebody in like a certain age range, Inevitably, bitches want more. These it's just are. what, it's in our nature. We want to have us, we all really crave a secure partner yeah. and unless they have like a main partner they're gonna like start to look at you that way and that's what happened mm-hmm. the bitch started falling in love and I was like well I knew that was gonna happen because I know you and so and then you have to go hurt this person's feelings and say yeah I told you not to do that but it's like how you can't tell yeah. someone how to Your gauge their feelings in the yeah I think that
0: that's my difficulty with even finding like the right poly situation for me because even being the freer person in most relationships, when the other person tries it, my thing is, are you telling them <laughs> shit that's not true? Are you like, <laughs> are you doing it right? a fantasy world? Yeah. Are you like, doing it right? I, I'm not going to tell somebody something so they can hang on my every word and just so we could be laid up and romancing and stuff like that. Like, this is real for me. It might only be 5% of like my overall relationships, but that 5% matters to me because I want 100% of everything that I want. So, no, I'm not going to say that you mean this if you don't. And and yes, you can go grow stronger and and you should meet my other partners and shit like that, but at the same time, I have a high level of like integrity and honesty. Like if I feel more, I'm going to let you know that, but I also made the decision about how much space I have and I'm clear of that. So I'm looking for those type of traits. Like, are, did you really assess how much avail- like you're not doing this here, why would you want more there?
1: I just don't think like, it's
0: realistic. I just
1: think it depends on the person and I I know
0: I just, or like, it, no, I, so I just like, so I'm like, I don't think it's realistic. I, I, I like, you
1: can't, you cannot ask someone to, um, to cap their feelings it's impossible no, no I don't think you a, have to and then a bitch can it. be like and any a bitch i so specific <laughs> can be like oh yeah I get it like that person's your main person or like oh I can't fall like okay no don't fall in love with you got it but like and see I don't have a problem with someone
0: falling in love with somebody okay I hope that you love my partner right I hope that you love them and you treat them with the same respect and that when I'm not with them that they are cared for and I don't have to worry with you so I get where like the because also you're like I don't want nobody falling but in love with you but it's just like
1: it's like the logistics like what if we both have emergency on the same day at the same time, you know what I mean. Like you are gonna have to come to me, and then that person's not gonna feel great about it, and I feel bad about it. But it's not my it's, it, because it's a part of the the agreement. Doesn't make it any easier. These are the facts. <laughs> These are the facts. These are the reasons I don't play that shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you guys did go away for
0: a month, and you went to Mexico for a month, and you. Li- I. That sounds so crazy to me because I don't like people that much, and so I want to know what. Um, <laughs> not comparing to your relationship from Erica but what do you think um what are some things that you had to learn um to do better to show up in relationships better because I know that we have some sto- we don't need to go down that road because we're like fancy women now no, um, now we're <laughs> fancy women No, now. we don't need to talk about you know all our escapades of men that we have <laughs> around for too long. We don't have to go there. But what are some things that you did have to learn that was different with this one? Because take at the end of the day, you did something different and you are different in this relationship outside of it being the right person. Um, and also having the right relationship with Erica. What are the, the things that you think, um, contributes? To- you have such a free relationship where you're able to be yourself. And I think a lot of people want that. And you're still in a monogamous relationship. And so like people want to hear. How the hell are you feeling free? How do y'all tell each other the truth? But technically, y'all not sleeping with other people because people be monogamous and they're hiding so much stuff from their partner. They're not telling them their truth. They're not, you like, Hey, I want to be a kitten today. Can we try that? Like people are like, how are you saying these
1: types of things? Um, um, me and Orlando are wild as fuck. Like we're really out there. I, I'll just say that there's some really weird shit happening, but, um, <laughs> but when we, we, we're both podcasters and we met. Podcasting, and so, uh, and he was on a sex podcast, and I'm on a podcast. We talk about a lot of shit. So uh, we started there, you know, with your truth. I'm a a number for y'all, pretty much. Lead with how she started like this. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like start low and then be like, this is me. I'm like, no, I, can't. I started on the high end. And honestly, like a, a month after I met Orlando, we went on vacation together for a week and I did not know him at all. And I was like, bitch, why would you invite him? <laughs> what if you don't like him? Um, but it was like really smooth and it went really great. And so I think I got into this relationship when I met him, I had just cheated on somebody <laughs> And, um, had kind of like dimmed down who I was to like be in that relationship. And like, there was. Oh, I
0: remember that guy. Remember that guy? He was
1: super conservative. He made me look like I was like, he was just like a nerd, you know? And he like, he wanted (laughs) to, he wanted to be like, he wanted to be ready for me, but he just, he wasn't. And so I cheated. And I think because I was, that was not something that I, that's not the type of person I want to be. I want to be an honest person. If I'm being such an honest person and a free person, that would require me to lead with that. And yeah. so, after I did that to that poor guy, I des- sorry to that man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to that man. Um, Adventure Bay. I decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. And so, I met Orlando literally like a month As later. Yourself. And I was like, "This is it, nigga. As yourself, and, I'm, and I'm he and he came the same, you know.
0: I will say that I've had much better dating experience now that I just pretty much live my truth. And you... I'm not, and a lot of people say like being a podcaster or being an entertainment period makes it more difficult to date, but honestly, it does weed out the people that either fuck with what you got going on or you don't.
1: And period. It's like because this is this it's like it's kind of like being a stripper, you know? Like you can't like be a stripper and then be like I want you to get a new job. It's like nigga, this I is, was already, I was no. already stripper, I was already stripper. So Give it yeah, and it's like you have to support you know the movement or else what's the point? But when me and Orlando went to Mexico for thirty days. It was like a test because after Mexico, he moved in with me. <laughs> um, so we had been kind of talking about it, and he had like left a bag at my house, and I was like, "Why did you leave your shit here?" He was it's like, like, I'm, like he was like, of I'm, six in the literally, he he was like, this. I'm moving in," and I was like, "No, you're not."
0: <laughs> do you? Um, how do you think um, your tantra practice and learning has um, made you grow in different areas of your relationships and made them either? embrace more of their unconventionalness or just even embrace yourself like is it more of a personal journey or what has it been for you
1: um i think i really strongly believe that healthy relationships all start with a personal journey Mm -hmm. you have like i chose to be honest about who i was and then i got and then i met my person yeah and i think that choice Led me to my person because a lot of times people come in, you know, fifty percent, and then they want to, then they want to like, okay, this is it. Or, Can you handle it? Instead of just starting at a hundred, and I think that's the part you get fucked up. You, you, you want to, um. Censor shit because it doesn't seem acceptable instead of just going all in and I think tantra has like definitely enhanced um, My relationship with myself, Mm -hmm. which has enhanced my relationship with my partner But there's a lot of things that are just basic shit that you already know But then you find the scientific backing to it and it's just like talking to yourself gently and talking to somebody else It's like really about accept self-acceptance so that you can accept somebody else and just be like well You're not going to show up my biggest lesson in this relationship is that like my lover and my partner is not like The Ken Barbie Like I can't pick out exactly what I want And then be like yep that's it mm. You know what I mean? like it's like you fall in love with a human Nothing's perfect with At the floss, end of the day, Nothing's perfect. perfect and like sometimes She's gonna wear an outfit you don't like like that fucking Crop top and sometimes she's <laughs> gonna like Or those fucking Crocs that you fucking hate. You know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, I love this person and I realize that he's a human, you know? And so, so am I. And so I can show up as my flawed self and I accept him as his flawed self because literally when I was in Mexico with him, we did mushrooms and that was like my first time realizing like, oh my God, you're just a person. You're just a You're human. not perfect. Yeah, you're a person. Like, you're a person. Fuck. I, th- like, I think
0: we do that. And I will say probably women, even more, probably more so than men, where we romanticize this thing. And it's like, we don't want these hiccups. We just want just you to love on me and feed me grapes. And, and like come and, perfectly and like, curated. But we don't even love ourselves that way. So it makes it very difficult. Like even just how, and I, I've always loved this about you and Erica. They're just always like, fuck it. That's not me. You know, I'm organized fun as fuck. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. And, but it's also, it's certain times for certain things. And when I need certain energy, I know who to call, who's like, okay, they are wild and free. This is the energy I need here. And I know that people call me when they're like, you know what, I need, I know I need this to get done. I need to be depend on somebody. I'm going to call Samaya. And even embracing that. And so I've made more jokes about it versus before when I was truly uncomfortable with being like more organized and stuff like that, um, despite all the shit that I will try. I was still the very organized friend, um, even being more gentle with myself. And, you know, I went through the tantric um, with Devi um, through their program, the, and it was so triggering for me. Yeah. And that I have to actually do it again, which I've shied away from. But um, it's therapy. It absolutely is therapy, and it just stirs up. I know a lot of people think like tantric is just like sex and things like that. Some boo-boo shit, yeah, yeah. But sensuality does not mean sex, and so I feel like if anything, it it just stirred up all the things in you. And it's like, can you see the beauty in this imperfection? And I feel like that's a level of like adulting that I'm. I have no problem with getting to. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy embracing the imperfections and the flaws and all those things because it's like. None of us are. And uh, no matter how good you try to do, like, there's annoying shit about all of us. But it's just like you realize, like, this is beneficial. Like, even somebody that I used to date this guy and he was just like all over the place and very airy and I hated it. But he worked with kids. And so they love that shit. Because kids don't want to be organized. No. They don't like my organized fun. <laughs> um, okay. so it's just like people whatever might annoy you it, they need that for that which is also why like you don't want somebody to be your whole world or whatever. Well
1: because you, you got to get out of your you got to get out of your comfort zone like Orlando is very immature and he's a big ass kid and sometimes I'm like shut the fuck up and sit down and I'm like bitch you're a bitch. <laughs> I'm like what's your problem? He's having fun. Like your partner is your friend. Yeah, yes. And you know for the tantra it's like it can stir up some shit but it also provides you with like tools and medicine it's like it's going to stir up some shit because that's necessary to grow but then it's going to give you the right medicine and the right tools to be able to like clean out those things and like make sure you've gone to the root cleaned out all of the pus and all the nasty shit and literally and then like healed it properly properly versus a lot of times we're just covering shit up and we're moving on and that's not that's a like road to disaster yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um how is it working? You So now you have a wife and you have a male partner and you work with both of your partners. And then you could see people hopping on the Internet, creating new podcasts every day. They're like, oh, we should start a show. Give us a couple of things that we need to think about if you're trying to go into business with somebody that, you know, or either or you could pick just like things that like. Um, That you just had to even realize?
1: I don't know. Like we didn't, we didn't, I don't think when we started it, we had this clear vision that we were starting a business. We were just like two girls, like, let's start the babysitters club. Like, (laughs) you know, it just sounded (laughs) like a, like a cool thing to do, you know? Um, but you know what, honestly, I wouldn't have it. at least
0: in the last two years, because honestly, you guys have grown and you guys have manifested together, um, so many unique things, and I I love the fact that they don't have limitations to them, and it's just like no, we can do this. I I, I know I loved seeing that from the outside looking in. Um, so is there anything that you just you appreciate? I mean, she's right here listening. So you might as well tell
1: her. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I think you know what? Like, I appreciate all of it, because there is a level of intimacy that we have that we can be completely transparent and honest. And it does require that we pour, you know, sometimes there's a, like it it goes back and forth and there's an imbalance because we've gotten extremely busy and it isn't the fucking babysitters club. It's a fucking business. And sometimes that's overwhelming and it's scary and there's money involved. And, um, you know, sometimes people like, I think it makes us care for our friendship more intentionally um, and really kind of pour into that intentionally. And we've had to be more intentional about, okay, like this is business time and this is friendship time because we don't want the lines to be too blurred mm-hmm. because it, you know, like inevitably things are going to happen in business we've made poor decisions, you know, like there's, there's a lot of learning. So I think I wouldn't, I would not rather be on this fucking road with anybody else than my fucking friend. And, you know, even same with Orlando, like he gets on our nerves, he fucks up and it's like, it, it can get. It can be so difficult because it's like, I want to fucking fire you, but I live with you. You know what I mean? But it's also like, who the fuck else is going to travel with us for, to five cities, <laughs> listen to us bitch and whine, you know what I mean? And then like at the end we'll be happy. And you know, like honestly, in the most non-sexual way, like Erica's. Like me and Erica's ability to create together like makes me horny. Like, I feel that you know what I mean. Spiritually, spiritually I do, I do. I creating like it's like having non sex with my friend. It's
0: real intimacy. <laughs> and birthing
1: lots of babies and like in healthy in a healthy relationship really gets me going. Like I really yeah. love the the things that we've birthed together, and I couldn't imagine doing that with anybody else. So it just like it it that's seeing how we can create has heightened our ability to create and it's yeah. like pushed our momentum forward.
0: It's eternal. It part. is eternal. I'm like, I feel like every, all the people that I work with, um, and the people that are my friends that have even just stepped in, like whenever I'm like, okay, I don't have somebody for this. And like, I'll do it until you find someone and stuff like that. So I've worked with almost all of my friends <laughs> at some point. Right. Um, their ability to love me has literally changed my life because it's like, all the things I know about myself and bitch, all the things you have seen and you still treat me like this. And it's just, it's so beautiful. It it honestly just inspires me to be better. And it fuels me, um, despite all the things I thought I was like lacking in life. It's just like, I feel like they have overcompensated for the things that the, the reasons that I thought I couldn't get to certain points are like, Oh, you know, like it, I don't compare anymore. Like I don't take things personally. Like the way that they love me has changed me. It's made me better. Um, and the way that they love me frees up my mind to continue creating. And it's just non, non romantic relationships are the cheat code. And at, th- at this point, I think they're, they're the most unconventional type of relationship is that if you don't get anything else from this episode, cause it was, I just feel like we're going down memory lane and letting people hear like just some of you by yourself. Um, what I want you guys to get from this episode is that unconventional relationships can change the game and that you do not have to center your world around the romantic parts. And honestly, even with your partner, whether you have one or you're looking for one, the people that have their own life or their own setup of pouring into themselves already – it makes for a better relationship because you're not depending on it. You're not as codependent as you think you are. Like it's sexy. You have individuality, like the thing that they're attracted to you for, you still have it. Like you have a life. So
1: loving someone who loves themselves, like makes you love yourself more. And it's less work. Orlando loves himself so much. It reminds me, I'm like, I always step up <laughs> my game. Like what the fuck? You've been in the mirror for 20 minutes, my nigga. <laughs> like, I need to go, go look in the mirror and tell Give myself. Me five minutes. I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. It's a reminder.
0: Hey, you guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. I just wanted to stop by and let you guys know that all three of our masterclasses this month are available to Patreon members for free. Yes, you heard that correctly. Our mouth masterclass, our dick writing 101 course, as well as our masturbation and squirting class are all available on Patreon. You guys, Patreon is an amazing way to support me as well as the creatives that make this show possible. But don't worry. In exchange, we're giving you guys some amazing content. If you love my show, then you must join me over there. Outside of getting the masterclasses for free, you'll also get a chance to watch our bonus show that comes out each month called Boats and Hoes, where I sit down with my friends and do an episode of the show based off what's going on with us in real life. We also have a show on there dedicated just to sex. It's called... Just another sex podcast and you get to hear me teach and talk to others as they learn in real time on top of the other 250 classes and workshops that are already on there from my teachings as a sexual educator. This show is a resource for you to learn from my experiences and though it has no cost for you I just need you to know that signing up for patreon goes so much farther than you think I know that you may not join the content every single month, but think of it like a gym membership It'll always be there whenever you're ready and it does so much good whether you know it or not I appreciate all the support that you guys give me in all the ways that you do and now back to the show so we are going to transition to our sex tip of the day. Okay. Um, so if you guys don't know, my first business is sexual essentials, um, where I teach people how to create the intimate life that they want. So um, we are going to talk about you've been on my Patreon a few times for <laughs> a multitude of things. Uh, I actually, for a few things, you're on there for sex positions of the day um demonstrating something oh yeah with a- yes, with, that, with Erica that, that with the that bar and Forgot all about that <laughs> um you were on there with Medina from Cocktails mm-hmm. and we had a dirty talk conversation yeah um where we talked about different ways that you can dirty talk in the bedroom i believe that you were talking about picking up somebody and role playing about them like being married and then they were like fucking with you or so. Y- y'all gotta tune into it. She was good. Um, but the new one I want to talk about today with you is pet play and role play. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I, <laughs> cause I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert to anything but role play. Um, when I met you, I was like, you should be a kitten. You
0: should be like, that just seems like you, you were always like so like dainty and like feminine and like sensual and like, you know all your movements and stuff, and I was like, "You would make a good sexy ass cat, like." And tell us more about your exploration with that, and just role play in general.
1: Well, first of all, I don't know if you guys know, but Samaya is a sexual visionary. <laughs> she <laughs> can think. paint a picture and like really uh, arouse the imagination. <laughs> and when you did that, I was like, you know what? You're right. She's actually the first person who like made me realize I really want to have an MMF because she like laid it out really beautifully in my imagination. And then she also laid out me being a cat, a a sexy kitten in in a role play. And I was like, you're right. I do need a diamond collar and I do need to be petted. You're right. She was like, yeah, imagine if you're just walking to a rich ass house and you have like a diamond, a beautiful diamond (laughs) collar and you get to get, just get petted and like meow. And I was like, yep, you're right. (laughs) Um, I do I have a lot of feline energy that's why I don't really fuck with cats um, and then recently I found out that like my my Egyptian goddess is the cat goddess. Really. But um you know what I think it's just like a beautiful way to really play and also have threesomes. I feel it. You you don't really have to do the thing. You could just pretend to do the thing and it's equally as good. And my relationship Real we call it the fantasy field okay i like that that sounds so safe God bless you we go to the fantasy field and then we play and mm-hmm. so we could like let's just go to the fantasy field tonight i like <laughs> that that makes it a safe place because it's like you know whatever happens after we say this like chill yeah and then we're like you know we don't talk about it in the daylight but it's just like the <laughs> fantasy field and you go wherever your mind wants to go and sometimes that includes like including porn and we could just like yeah. cuckold but it's just porn or yeah. bringing it like a that fucking silicone dick that you brought me
0: oh the one from the dick second class yeah the one that you st- i told you it's you that can, thing is you can put it, yeah
1: you know in the, especially uh, in the shower the shower the other day i put it on the mirror and like we were in the bathroom he bent me over and like turned the lights off so it was pitch black i love that for you yeah it's like sensory deprivation yes a toy. yes it was like a male male female but it was just that suction dick <laughs>
0: Yours is better, babe. <laughs> it, it, no no
1: competition. So it it, it heightens um, your imagination and it allows you to visit places that maybe you wouldn't be comfortable actually visiting. Because that's another mm. thing I've discovered, too, is like sometimes fantasies are just fantasies. They're not really meant to be like, go past that. And you can get just as fulfilled by going there in your Even imagination mind. versus like actually doing yeah, it.
0: Absolutely. Um, so MMF, you guys is a male, male. You know I read okay. the comment. Male, male, female threesome. Um, we are not talking about the one where the guys are interacting. Um, in this one, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we're not talking about an aggressive one. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, I have found that like in a relationship, I need to be every form of myself. And I feel like I have not had a relationship yet that has a safe fantasy field. I really like that word. I have to use that. I like it too. Um, And so, <laughs> um, I did used to have a partner where like we would role play, but it was more so like going out in public and doing mm-hmm. something or like acting like you don't know each other and pick each other up and shit like that. Um, But whatever happens next, I definitely want to, I want to like write down more, like add more to my bucket list because like my sexual bucket list now, like we knocked off so much stuff. There's only a couple of things left on there. Like my all girl threesome and my male, male, female <laughs> threesome, I think is like, All that's left. I'm sure you'll find some more shit. Yeah. I just got to make a little time. I just got to make a little time to make my list. I definitely want to get into more role play. I don't think the pet play is for me um really because you painted that beautiful picture of me being a kitten that was your energy oh uh, okay you really brought that to life. like i literally could see you like dressed up in like a full attire and like somebody getting turned on and they don't know why like this bitch is acting like a cat but like it's doing something for i really me.
1: want like a really nice pair of ears and a tail and this collar i've been like oh you should get a butt plug that's a tail i don't yeah maybe that seems intense but maybe why are you
0: a little okay
1: a little anal training yeah I'm, i believe in you thank you um <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for believing in my asshole.
1: Yeah. I do believe in your asshole. Thank I think
0: you. your asshole can do anything that it desires. I mean, it's done
1: some things that I didn't think could be done. So really? Yeah. You're so small. I, I know. Think.
0: I know. Just talk about alpha. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: all this ass, and I'm like, yo, like, relax. Yeah. Um, thank God for medium dicks, because the large ones, they don't need to go back there. Um, I definitely want to get more into
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's a fact, but yeah.
0: <laughs> um I am encouraging you guys to, if you have a partner or next time you have a partner, please talk to them about what are some of your fantasies like that you will role play for. For me, there are certain things that give me anxiety in real life or that have hurt me in real life that I don't mind fantasizing about because it's a consensual and safe mm-hmm. way um, for me to experience
1: that thing. I actually feel like it's a nice if you've had a bad experience with something. It's a nice way to rewrite the memory. Absolutely. And redo the trauma by like creating a new experience around it. I
0: also like combining it with like some sex magic and healing. So like, um, even like the word daddy for me is like a problem in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a desire to like go off and be calling somebody daddy in the bedroom. Now I haven't found like that safety. That safe thing yet, like to do that. But I need somebody that can stick to the role. Like I think that's the thing. You're right, for you me. right, you have to stay
1: in character. You can't be laughing and giggling I and mean, shit. I mean, sometimes you like, will and it's funny. Yes. But like yeah. But also, can you commit? <laughs> We're like such serious people. I you have to you. be in your role. We have a script. <laughs> <Do my laughs>
0: organized fun okay but I'm like it's more so the fact are you gonna are you gonna do it all out like to the fact that it really arouses right. me like yeah. in my imagination yeah. yeah like I've done um I've done the server bartender thing and like had the outfit had the tray
1: like literally acting like oh yeah hell yeah <laughs> I could see you ordering some shit on Amazon <laughs> I got all the things we need I took it from work <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: thank smart, you Mom, actually <laughs> that's so smart <laughs> thank you but, you know, go all the way through it. And I think that um I think a lot of people want something different, but they don't necessarily want to sleep with someone else. And so if you're the unconventional, the unconventional, it doesn't have to be non-monogamy. You don't have
1: to bring in a third person if you, you could don't. just become that person. I, before we did, you <laughs> just become that person.
0: Look, put on a wig. I'm a new bitch today. Yeah, What's exactly. And my, um, in, in. A past relationship before we got into threesomes, which we ended up having really great threesome chemistry. Like, I feel like our report card was like A. Like, we were really good at that. But we got really good at it, trying it out. Roleplay wise, mm. which was and it was so crazy because that shit would turn me on like crazy. Mm-hmm. And you would think that you don't want to share this person, and then you find out in the fantasy that you were really okay with it. And it also gives you a chance to implement like some aftercare and figuring out what you need afterwards to feel safe. And you know what I'm saying? Like it, you really get to practice like imaginary. It's style. definitely mental preparation. Yeah, I'm with it. So, um, you guys can check the link below to sign up for Patreon to see all the beautiful videos that Mila has. <laughs> <laughs> been a part of on Patreon we've been around for each other for a while now. I love that um, and before I let you go, we are going to wrap up with the spiritual tip of the day um the spiritual tip a little loosecha but but the spiritual tip of the day is where um we just take a couple minutes to um give a little bit of knowledge on something spiritual, whether it's like. I know a lot of people hear like, oh, my higher self or like this crystal or the full moon or witchy shit. And a lot of people are not realizing there's so much energy and healing in spirituality. It's not a replacement for your religion, but it encompasses it as it as well. And I think a lack of that, um, some of that is just because people don't understand. Um, so we just take a little moment to say something that might be spiritual for you to understand. And so you put it in your pocket and use it. So um on you guys' show, you guys were the first ones to pull a tarot card, um, with me. Um, I don't even have it up, but it was a really good card the last time I was on your guys' show. Um, and that cha- tarot card started changing my life. It helped, um, strengthen my intuition with myself. Mm-hmm. So you guys, please make sure that you check out Good Moms Bad Choices. They have an amazing curated show, not just for moms, but for women, period. Um, that really changed my life. Um, But today's spiritual tip of the day is God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and I just wanted that to be a word because, like you said so many times, and you guys have mentioned it in your book, um, this was not on purpose. You guys meeting each other or even just going after, oh, we're going to create this business or anything like that and you guys were already destined for all the things that you guys have done now before you guys even knew it when you guys felt the most unequipped of your life mm. was when you made that connection and i i think that people are hesitating and they're looking for it to be perfect and they're looking for it to make sense or but there's a time and place for the organization and mm. there's a time and place for just going with the flow um and i have watched you guys so much and just learned and been like okay I gotta be free, or like me them come and them coming, y'all relax. I'm talking to myself. Like,
1: shut up. You know, I gotta
0: be free. I'm trying to be. You know,
1: you. We you. know you, bitch. Yes. <laughs> I know you. So good enough. And it, it
0: feels good to know that as well. But um, always just being reminded that you're you are where you're supposed to be. Follow the stuff that's within you, because even if it doesn't feel like it's right. It's going to go where it needs to go. um. And you guys were already qualified again. And I cannot, I will always brag on my friends. They have a book, you guys, they are published authors. Like it has a cover. It. Like it's hard. It's not, no, it no, no shade. Like the first book I did was like a PDF. Like we all got to start somewhere, but like this shit is hard cover. It knocks. It's in the library at the content house. Like they have a retreat. It's amazing. First of all, they have an amazing retreat, um, for women. If you want to just like go shake your titties yeah. and be naked and nude and swim and eat like vegan food in Costa Rica. And-
1: it's, it's, regular food. It's just it's, healthy.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, fine. It's healthy food, but you
1: feel good
0: when you leave and you can try shrooms even like on just like, um, like not as like a, a drug. Let me get high, but like under the watch of certain people and do it spiritually it's just it's an amazing experience um, their show is amazing what thank else
1: about
0: you <laughs> and they have a podcast studio so um, they are OG's in the game and I just I'm always here for giving you your flowers thank you Um, and letting you know that I'm super proud of you I appreciate that um, and thank you for just being transparent and coming back on the show well thank you for
1: having me I, I, I enjoy watching you grow this is obviously your Oprah this is where you're supposed to be yeah. <laughs> I'm very proud of you and I'm, I'm, I'm so proud podcasting brought me you and our friendship. Look, it did. Look, who even knew that sucking a little dick would bring people t-
0: together? Okay. Sucking a little, little suction cup dick. Look at that. Look <laughs> at that. Um, so please tell
1: the folks where they can find you or what you have coming up. So
0: we can, support. Um,
1: well, we have a retreat. We have some spaces opening, open on a retreat in August, 2024. Um, we have a live show in LA, October 21st. So if you're in the LA area, pull up. Okay. It's quite the production. It's a really good time. Um, you can find me, my podcast, Good Moms, Bad Choices on all podcast platforms. You can find me at Mila, M I L A H underscore map. And yeah. Come check us out.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that you check the links below. I've been getting messages about like discount codes and stuff. Um, listen to ads check the links below like all of that stuff is definitely there um and don't forget that these shows are absolutely free to you um but it just takes a second to either just repost a reel or just tell somebody share it in your group chat um subscribe to the patreon it's amazing content they also have one as well um hell I've, i think we've been on there too it's it's so much content out there you guys so support the creatives um the mamas and make sure you check out their book the link will be below um thank you guys so much i love you and i will see you next week bye thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth make sure that you're following not just another sex podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes but also if you want to keep the conversation going make sure that you follow us on instagram not just another sex pod as well as sexual.essentials don't forget to sign up to my patreon the link is in the description of this episode not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that. But I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind the scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.